Well, hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise, and we're so glad that you've joined us today. We are moving on in our series on the keys to freedom to our next key, which is freedom from oppression. And I would really encourage you at this point in the game, we're getting pretty far into our keys. And so if you are just now joining us on Mercy Talk, I would absolutely encourage you to go back and to really kind of start this series from the beginning. But especially on this specific key, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning of this series, which I believe would have been back in August. Mm -hmm. I think one of the very first uh, teachings that we did was on authority in Christ. And authority in Christ affects every single key that we have discussed thus far, but there's probably not one that it applies any more than the one that we're going to be discussing today. So it's really just great, just information and teachings that really kind of is the foundation for what we're going to be discussing today. So I would encourage you to definitely go back and listen to that. And if you're able to listen to that before you listen to this one, that'd be great as well, just (laughs) because I feel like it really lays the ground well. You know, when we talk about this idea of freedom from oppression, this is really the key that we use in our residential program where we teach our residents just the authority that they carry as sons and daughters of God mm-hmm. and and the power that they have access to right. in the name of Jesus and, and really how to walk in that in a very practical way. I think it's one of those things that, you know, we talk about people have heard about authority in Christ and the power, mm-hmm. power of Jesus. And <laughs> it's just something that is so common that people kind of throw around in the church today. But how many people like on a very practical level right. know how to walk that out? And I mean, I didn't for many, many, many years of my life. And so when I learned that, I feel like it was so transformational for my own life. And so really, I think this is an important key in helping to equip people and not only knowing what authority is, but also knowing how to walk in it on a daily basis, especially in those areas where we feel like we're experiencing some oppression from mm-hmm. the enemy. And Mel, I think too, you know, thinking back to that teaching in in that time that we talked through in August, I think even as we talk through freedom from oppression, it's important that we just even talk about what oppression is for a mm-hmm. moment, which really is, I mean, oppression, really all that it means is pressure. It's pressure that the enemy puts on believers in, I mean, a barrage of different ways, mm-hmm. but it's anything that's just above and beyond that we know is spiritual warfare. It's something that the enemy is just creating pressure in our lives. And I would also add that often it really does come in those forms and those areas that we are overcoming or, you know, that we're really working hard at. Those are those things where it's just that above and beyond that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel quite right. And so understanding that when we're able to see and discern when it is the attacks of the enemy, we have the authority in the name of Jesus to tell him to scoot. And he has to, that it's not something that has to be this big blown up weird thing. It really is just part of walking as sons and daughters of God, understanding our authority, but also understanding the way that the enemy works Mm -hmm. and that he does try to create pressure in our lives that just gets us off course and gets us down or heavy or just feeling as though there's not as much hope and distracted, all of those things. And so understanding that when we're able to discern that, we're then able to put the practical pieces into place. And it sets us up for such a different level of freedom, which is so awesome. Mm -hmm. I think the other piece that I always like to make sure people understand is that he's a defeated foe. And so we're not dealing with some big, scary enemy here. We're dealing with someone that when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected, he dealt with the enemy's authority at that time. So he is trespassing. Anytime he brings any oppression or pressure into our lives, he has no access unless we allow it. Mm -hmm. And so it is kind of that thing that he has as much authority in our lives as we give him. 
But the deal is the problem, the difficulty is that he still does have power. Right. And so if we allow him to have the authority in our lives, he will push that power. Now, the power will be dealt with at the end of time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Revelation 2010, maybe, where it talks about what his outcome will be. But in the meantime, we're dealing with someone who is defeated and has no authority, but he still has power if we allow him to. And so I think there's a real, I think sometimes believers don't understand what they're really dealing with. And when we go into battle, if you really think about it, and you already know that they're, you're dealing with someone who's defeated, suddenly it's not as difficult or as mm-hmm. hard. You're mm-hmm. able to really have a perspective that shift that helps us to see how God sees it, which is super cool. And so I think it's important that we just understand that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die in order for us to go to eternity. Like heaven's going to be great. And we say that all the time that, you know, I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I look forward to heaven one day. But in the meantime, Jesus really, really died for our existence on earth as well. And that we walk in freedom and we walk in our authority, that we walk in a true identity of who he says that we are as his sons and daughters. And all of this freedom from oppression stuff is just a part of that as well. Absolutely. I think it's just so empowering when you think about how, yes, the enemy does have power, but I actually get to choose how mm-hmm. much I allow Absolutely. to exercise that in my life. And it doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to attack. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that he's not like, you know, I don't know, you just kind of stiff arm him once and then right. he'll leave you alone for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he's he is around and he's going to just kind of be picking at you and attacking you throughout your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But there is such a significant amount of choice that you have in allowing him because his authority was dealt with right. already and it was stripped of him. And so the fact that we have access to the authority that Jesus won and really gave us and empowered us with is such, it really is just such an empowering thing because I think a lot of people do, they look at the enemy and they're like, ah, he's just, you know, like he's Mm -hmm. after me and I don't know what to do. You know, it's just like, he's bigger, he's badder. And I just think whenever you really do get that perspective of like, I am sitting in heavenly places Mm. with Jesus and that's my position over the enemy. I really do believe it's just, it's just such an empowering thing, especially when you're looking at those areas of oppression in your life. And so honestly, as far as just the practical piece of it goes, really just helping people to identify those areas of oppression in their life. I don't I don't feel like this one is one that you have to really work too hard. You That's don't have right. to like dig too hard to find out what those areas of pressure are. Usually people know that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You just need a couple of questions to prompt that. And if they are feeling that pressure from the enemy in specific areas, it's usually, I, I found that it's pretty easy to mm-hmm. identify. Um, but then also just talking about the importance of really just practically standing their ground and right. and knowing how to stand in their authority. And I think part of that is honestly going back into so many of the other previous teachings that we've we've gone through in this series, knowing how to literally out loud mm-hmm. declare authority in this area of my life over the enemy and pray that on a regular basis. Right. But also just some of those practical steps of like, man, what are some of the areas in my life or just even doors that I've kind of got open that are really inviting this oppression mm-hmm. in? And sometimes it can be things that even really aren't that seemingly bad. But man, if I'm feeling a lot of pressure in this area, but I I realize that every time I'm around this group of people or I'm watching this specific thing or I'm listening to this specific thing or I'm in this specific environment, I feel like that thing just really hits me hard. Are there just some really just very practical, strategic things that you could put into place in your life to close any of those doors that are keeping that pressure kind of alive in Mm -hmm. your life? And 
So you probably have even some other examples of just real practical things that people have done to stay in their ground. Absolutely. I think sometimes it really comes down to those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think it's backing up too enough to say that sometimes oppression comes in because of other people's choices in our Mm -hmm. lives. You know, if I'm abused as a child, there's going to be open doors in my life that I did not choose. Sure. But as I grow and I get older, whether I've come from an abusive past or not, we make decisions just like you said. And I think part of that too, I think about, you know, over the years that I've learned just the way that I'm wired or perhaps my children are wired or whatever it may be, that there's something to be said about understanding where do I need to put the safeguards around mm-hmm. myself. So if I'm a super visual person, I'm probably not going to be watching a lot of horror movies or certain things that open doors to me that now I'm struggling with fear. Or I'm struggling with scary dreams or whatever it may be. There's there's yep. sometimes just a wisdom of going, what is what is okay? Mm-hmm. You know, the word talks about that just a lot of things are okay, but it doesn't always mean that they're wise. And so there's something to be said about going, okay, what is the way that I'm wired and who I am and what I've come from and what I've experienced and what I've overcome? Where do I need to set those boundary lines so that the enemy doesn't have as much access to me? And really realizing as a predator, that's really what he is. He looks for our weak spots. He looks for the things that we have let our guard down and that we have opened doors to or that others have opened doors to in our lives. And so when you're able to really look at it the way that he looks at it, it's kind of going, okay, where do I set up those defenses? Mm -hmm. Where do I set up those boundary lines so there's just not as much access? If I overcame alcohol in the past, I probably need to be really careful when I go out with Mm -hmm. friends on New Year's Eve. Like there's just these certain things of going, okay, it's being on the offense and being mindful and wise to make sure that we're putting things into place where we're just not open game. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? But I think practically too, because I think sometimes when I'm in sessions with people, they'll be like, okay, well, Jen, I recognize maybe there's heaviness in my life or maybe there's some depression or maybe, you know, there's some anger or whatever it may be. How do I practically deal with that? And I often just like to give the very simple thing of understanding that we're not asking these things to go or commanding them to go. And so it's a simple saying in the name of Jesus, I command whatever that thing is to go where Jesus would send you in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. The door is shut. And in that place, I usually say, and now I just receive peace or Mm -hmm. I receive joy or I, Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, just to come and to cleanse me and to close doors to things that are not of God. And now we move forward. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not this big over the top crazy thing. It really is just going, I understand that I'm a son or a daughter and that those things have as much access to me as I allow them to. And so really just using the power of the name of Jesus to close doors. Really the last thought I have on this is that anytime that we teach on spiritual warfare, there really is a balance in understanding that we don't want to give the enemy too much focus, but we also don't want to completely ignore him. Mm -hmm. That he is very much a part of the equation. But the picture I often give girls when I counsel them is that he also, because he's a defeated foe, He knows where he stands. So his job is to make himself look as big and bad as possible. So it's almost like I've always gotten the picture of like a projector where you stand in front of the projector and suddenly you grow and you're big and you're Mm -hmm. scary. That's a lot of what he does. He's really is defeated. He has no authority. He has some power for right now, but he really tries to throw himself in the front of that projector to get all the focus on him to make himself look bigger and badder than he is instead of us really focusing on truth. And the fact that Jesus has already dealt with you. And so my job is just to continue to place in place the fact that you are defeated and move forward. Mm -hmm. And so anytime we teach on this, I think it's important that we just stay in that really balanced place 
And that even as I deal with spiritual warfare or that oppression, I deal with it and then I get my eyes back on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because the only reason I can deal with it in the first place is because of Jesus and what he did on the cross. And so I think that's always something I like to remember too for myself and my own life. Because when things are hard, it's easy to allow that to blow up to more than it is. Mm -hmm. But it is the fact that Jesus exists and loves us and we're in relationship with him that we're able to get freedom in the first place. And so to really make sure that our eyes are always on him, that we may come over here and deal with this a little bit, but then we get back to who Jesus is and who he says we are and just keep moving forward. Right. Well, and you know, I think just to kind of wrap up today, when we talk about this idea of oppression and spiritual warfare, we've obviously already addressed the fact that God um, has given us authority over the enemy. But I also think on a very practical level, I mean, you look at scripture, he talks about the fact that he has supplied armor for us yeah. to wear on a daily basis to just protect us and to shield us and to fight with. And I actually would love to recommend a resource to people listening that I've been just kind of in the middle of myself. One of our supporters of mercy and a friend of Nancy's is Priscilla Shire and she has a study called Armor of God Mm -hmm. and it is like rocking my world. It's so good. (laughs) And it's like, man, I mean, since childhood have I heard about the armor of God and I could spout them all off to you, you know, by memory, but like really diving into not only what those pieces of armor mean, but the history of like what the Roman army wore, like what does these pieces of armor mean to them and how were they designed and what were they meant to do? And so using that analogy and how that was written, it's just cool. Mm -hmm. And it's making me understand the armor and again, how to practically wear it. Because anytime I'd heard about the armor of God, I'm like, yeah, those things sound awesome. Like the shoes of peace and the helmet (laughs) of salvation. And I'm like, but it's just kind of a cool picture. Like it doesn't really mean a lot to me on how I can really practically use this armor. And so it's really helping to unpack some of that. And I'm just loving it. So I'm recommending it to everybody I know, (laughs) including all of you listening to Mercy Talk today, because I just feel like that really applies to what we're talking about in this idea of finding freedom from oppression and walking in a place of freedom and authority and being protected from the enemy's attacks, knowing how to fight against the enemy. I mean, the, the armor of God is just such an important, vital piece of that. And so I just encourage people to check that out. Jen, one of the things that I think we just recently realized was that we had not shared with our listeners about our new blog that we just started about a month ago called Carrying Freedom. And that is a blog that is really specifically designed um, with our outreach initiatives in mind. And so really just continuing to equip and encourage other people who are, are out there helping and really helping other people find freedom. And so we are excited about that. And on a weekly basis, we're posting on the Carrying Freedom blog. And so we encourage you, if you just go to our website, you can look under resources and under blogs. And Mercy as a whole has a blog that they've started called Choosing Freedom. Mm -hmm. And then the outreach blog is called Carrying Freedom. So we encourage all of you blog followers out there to connect with us and check those out each week because we're just excited about all that we're going to be able to communicate to people through that means as well. So... Again, we um, are going to continue on with our Keys to Freedom. Our last key is going to be discussed next week on Mercy Talk. So we definitely encourage you to join us then. 